Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Forsyth Business Radio. And welcome back, friends, to another episode of Forsyth Business Radio. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and we are broadcasting live from the beautiful Forsyth County Chamber of Commerce. Today, I am joined by two fellow chamber members and friends. We have Nick Bryant in the house with Nick Prince and also Tom Burgess with Christian Brothers Automotive. Good morning. Good morning. Now, I just got tongue-tied. It's Christian Brothers Automotive. I said Christians, plural. But we are Christians too, right? <laughs> yes, okay. we are. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm so glad to have you here with me today. So we've kind of been circling around. I know Tom's appearance here. And finally, we've been dancing for Forever. about a year. Yes. And now we got you here. So for those of you listening that don't know our friends like I do, I'll let them tell a little bit about themselves and what they do here in our community. And we'll start with Nick. Hi, I'm Nick. I own a Nick Print Inc., a full-service printing and direct mail marketing company. Uh, we've been in business for 28 years. Uh, um, well, I've been in printing for 28 years. I've had my business for 17 years, uh, and we do a lot of direct mail, just really small and medium-sized business marketing, brochures, newsletters, postcards, that kind of thing. Very nice, Nick. But wait, you forgot to say the thing that I love to hear you say most. You print pretty much everything except for what, Nick? Yeah, we print everything but money is one yes. of our taglines. That, that helps us get remembered at networking. That's events. his tagline for sure. And Tom? So I'm Tom Burgess, and I opened Christian Brothers Automotive in coming in 2015. Um, was fortunate to be able to buy a second location, the one in Jonesbridge, which has been open uh, for about 20 years now. And uh, absolutely love it. And our tagline is a nice difference. And that is true. I can I can uh, testify on both accounts as I am clients and customers of both of you. So you provide a very high level of community service and you take great care of the people who walk through your doors. Um, Nick, you and I were having an interesting conversation before the show and it was really it was really eye opening to me. I'd love for you to kind of share how you do the work that you do. Um, you know, some printers outsource all of their items. Some of them have humongous print shops where, um, you know, little ladies are, are pricking their fingers as they sew <laughs> each thread in your shirt. Um, but tell us about your operation and tell us about how you um, satisfy your customers' needs. Yep. All printers outsource some things that they don't either have the equipment to do in-house or don't like to do in-house. Uh, but we've got uh, three presses, so we do a lot of in, uh, in-house printing, a lot of direct mail um, every month. We mail about 150,000 postcards a month on average. Uh, and then we've got full service embroidery in house that my wife uh, handles that part of it. We do uh, tons of embroidery as well. So you can keep, keeps her very busy. So embroidering is very interesting to me. I've never personally done it, but I remember when needlepoint was like the thing. So I can only imagine it's that, but on a different scale. And I'm sitting here looking at your shirt, which has about five different colors in it. So I'm just wondering how the process of the embroidery works with all of the intricacy. Yeah, I need my wife here to give you a, a real good answer for that, but it's got 15 heads in it. So, I mean, not 15 different threads can go at once. You can have 15 different colors happening. And some of her designs that she sells on Etsy and eBay have even more colors than that. You just have to swap the threads out. That was going to you know, be my next question. Halfway question. through your design. But we try to keep them 15 or under if we can because that, that's uh, much easier. Does she easier. have to literally thread the, the thread through the eye of the needle? Each of the 15 needles. Yep. I can't even do it. Yep. I need a magnifying glass. 
Nick, um, as I mentioned, I'm a customer of yours. Not only were you able to help me with business cards and also here soon some logoed items for the studio. Very mm-hmm. excited. But you provide um, all the shirts for my husband's companies and I've actually been able to refer some great partners of mine. Talk about what you print most, what you see the most of these days, and um, kind of what's trending as far as promos out there. Yeah, uh, Most is definitely postcards. Uh, direct mail is different than like door hangers. You give somebody 5,000 door hangers, and there's a good chance they're going to have those for a while because they've actually got to physically hang them all before they're gone. But you mail 5,000 postcards for somebody, and they're gone right now. So they're, if it works for them, they're ready to do it again. So that's what we like is repeat uh, predictable business where they're going to keep, if it makes their phone ring, then we can do it over and over again. Uh, but we do all the other standard things, pocket folders, notepads. If it's ink on paper, we do it. And then we do some limited large format things, uh, signs and banners, yard signs, um, and banners that you would hang. Anything that doesn't require an installer to come do, uh, we'll do it for you. Like my fat head sign that's going to come in here very soon. You got it. If that's what it's called, fat head sign. Um, now, I know that kind of originated with sports, didn't it? Like they had the mm-hmm. big fathead things. I was going to say, if you're not familiar with fatheads, it just sounds like a weird name, but there is something behind that. I want to bring Tom into the conversation. Tom, share um, your business story with us. You're very passionate about what you do. I see you all over the community. So just kind of ex- um, share with our listeners how you got into the automotive industry and about your businesses. Sure. So uh, I was military 23 years in the Air Force, so moved all over the place. And every time I moved, I had to find an auto shop that I trusted and got taken advantage of. And usually just as I found someone that I really could trust bringing my car to, I got moved, you know, relocated through the military. So frustrating in that. And I'm a motorhead. I've always been, when I was a little kid, I took my first bicycle apart because I wanted to repaint it. Um, so I've rebuilt cars, motorcycles, boats. If it has an engine, I've probably uh, rebuilt it or built one. Um, so I got out of the military. I was working for a defense contractor, and they had me on the road more than the military did. I was gone two out of every four weeks um, and just got tired of that and wanted to anchor my family somewhere. And we love Forsyth. Um, found a little blurb of Christian Brothers Automotive in, uh, in one of my retirement magazines, military retirement magazines, and my wife said, nope, it's never going to happen. You're not leaving the corporate world with three kids and a dog and a wife and opening some greasy, grimy auto shop because that's how women look at auto repair shops. So um, little by little brought her along, and Christian Brothers is an amazing organization. It is faith-based. It is very different from any other auto shop I've ever seen in my life, and their values are my values. So um, uh, we, she ended up saying, okay, we'll give it a shot, and it's been a, it's been a huge blessing to us. Um, so that's how I got into it. It wasn't a st- far stretch for me only because I love cars and I love anything with motors, et cetera. Um, but certainly going from two huge organizations, the military and then Northrop Grumman, and suddenly being the, you know, the CEO, the head of marketing, the head of finance, the head of personnel, the head of HR uh, was very eye opening. <laughs> You're wearing all the hats now. Oh, it was. Yeah. My first year was just brutal. I mean, I, I did this to spend time with my family and I was never at home. I was you know, 18 hour days, seven days a week. And my daughter gave me a Christmas card that said, all I want for Christmas is for daddy to sell the shop. She's oh, five years no. old. It broke my heart. 
Yeah, so um, that was that was quite a challenge, but uh, in the end, it's turned out to be a real a real blessing. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you, and thank, thank you for you. your service. That I didn't know that about you. You yeah. learned something new about even people that you think you know. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I want to talk about. You mentioned a couple things, and I'm going to roast you because I know you. First of all, I must know, did you powder coat that bike that you took apart? <laughs> no. no. Spray painted it out of a can. <laughs> Spray painted it. And you said motorhead. Is that the same as a gearhead? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. So my father is a mechanic. He worked on aircrafts my entire life. And my stepfather is a mechanic with vehicles. So I've been fortunate to be around that grease and grime my entire life. I'm not scared of it. And I actually think the opposite of what you mentioned that your wife your wife might have thought. One thing that I have to share about my client experience with you, Tom, and I love so much as I drive a Honda, and you have a lot of Honda and Acura specialists there. So I know I'm in great hands. They know exactly what's going on with my vehicle. Additionally, you shared with me once, but it is so evident in the way that your team provides service. Nobody there is commissioned. It is all, they, you know, they're all just, they get their salary. So no one is incentivized to, you know, say you need these tires or, you know, anything like that. It's all just, you know, above board and it's fantastic. So there's no pressure or no like, ah, I'm sweating because I got to go in here and get my car worked on. Yeah, that's that's what brings people back is when we sit down next to them and we say, yes, I know you were told by the dealer that you've got a power steering leak, but it's such a small amount. We would not recommend doing it right now. Be aware of it. It may get worse. And if it does, we'll talk to you about it. And people are just amazed that we would not repair especially when we're less expensive than than the dealerships so they came in and they're thrilled they're going to save money Mm -hmm. from what they were going to pay and then they find out we say i wouldn't touch it right now and that's what brings people back and that's where we get our referrals from absolutely i too was in a similar um a similar situation that you mentioned you just couldn't find a mechanic i moved to this area um, a couple years ago, and as I mentioned, my stepfather has serviced my vehicle for the past 10 years. I drive to Virginia on a quarterly basis every 10,000 miles, so I'm good to go. The first oil change that I have had by anybody else other than him in the past five years was by your team. And I brought my synthetic oil, you ordered me an OEM filter, and your team even let me, because I'm, I'm a little stinker, take a look underneath the hood with them. I don't know if I can say that here. No, we'd love to, to bring you. people out. But yes, and they allowed me to walk underneath my vehicle and show me where the nail in my tire was, which is very important to me because I like to learn. Yeah. So being able to have an interactive relationship with the people that are maintaining my car on your team is very exciting to me. And I love that. Yeah, we, um, a lot of places will have a sign that says no customers beyond this point. They don't want you in the shop. We are the opposite. I love to bring people. We love to bring people into the shop, introduce them to the mechanic who can then walk them around and say, here's a couple of things we noticed and talk them through it. Because when you see it, you understand it. When somebody says your CV joint is leaking grease, they have no idea. What when that they is, look yeah. at it on the car, oh, I understand what it's. So yeah, we love to bring people out there into the shop. Yep. Well, shout out to Pete and AJ because they always help me out. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about referrals, and I want to open this up to um, the entire group here. We're a part of a lot of organizations here within the community, specifically Rotary, the Chamber of Commerce. You just mentioned referrals. My husband owns a um, general contracting company, as Nick knows, because he does his shirts. And I left some promotional brochures in your lobby one time. They just got done doing a project for your general manager. And it was just, yeah, that same power of referral. 
So Nick, I'd love to know, and we have some referral um, success as well. I'd love to know how referrals kind of fit into your day-to-day, how important they are to your business, and who is a good referral for you? Yeah, I I don't think I've made a (laughs) traditional sales call in, I don't know, 15 years. Um, I remember I met a realtor, this is 20 years ago, at a Chamber of Commerce meeting in another state. I've always been active in chambers. I'm part of four now. Uh, but we met at a, at a meeting, and she was just getting started, and she wanted to farm an area, and she, well, she had an area of, of 7,000 people. So we printed 21,000 cards, and we mailed them three times a year. Fast forward 20 years, we, her farm is now 43,000. She mails it every six weeks, uh, and her last printing was 1.5 million cards. Holy smokes. She became the number one Keller Williams agent in her state and began to speak at their conventions. So as she spoke at their convention, she told people what she did. She told people who she was using, and she emailed out my information, which was awesome. So I've got Keller Williams agents in Nashville, Louisville, Austin, Texas, uh, Atlanta uh-huh. even, uh, off of that one client that I've been working with for 20 years. So I'd say that's the jackpot right there. Absolutely, the, the gift that keeps on giving. You've mentioned something, and I was curious about it. Um, for the mailers, do you help kind of, I don't know what the term is, but let's say I want to do it here in coming. Do you help me figure out who we're mailing these to? And like, do you geo-target it? Absolutely. How do you do that? We can either get a mailing list to fit a target demographic, like if you want to mail to all CPA firms in the state of Georgia, we can get data like that. Or if you just want to hit the high-income neighborhoods around where you're physically located, we can do that too. So it can either be geographical or it can be based on profiles. If you want to hit uh, households with children ages you know, 10 to 12, you can get down that specific and target those households. Is that what our census is for? That's what your that's what your Kroger Plus card it's is for. for when you're when you uh, swipe that when you get a discount off your groceries, they're building a buying profile of your household. They know if you're buying Pampers that there are children in the house and the approximate ages of the children. So although those little swipe cards are gathering data about you, and that data is being resold to to marketing companies. Holy smokes! And all the while they do it under the the pretense that I'm saving three cents a gallon. <laughs> well, they got me. Exactly. I'll tell you what. Um, Tom, how about in your world, um, the networking groups that you find fruitful and where you participate and spend your time? Well, when I first came, I joined the chamber because that's what you do as a new business person. And so certainly was getting referrals from that. I met Lauren McDonald because he's McDonald and Son Funeral Homes because I wanted to do seminars for widows that made, I know that when my dad passed, my mom had never put gas in the car, never mind had to maintain it, et cetera. So I wanted to do a seminar um, for widows to say, here's how you don't get taken advantage of when you bring your car in for service. And he said, you really need to join my Rotary Club. So I went into Lanier Forsyth Rotary, um, loved it, loved what the whole organization stands for, and uh, certainly got referrals out of that. I ended up becoming president a few years later, which was amazing. Um, so Rotary was great. I'm also um, obviously in the VFW, um, and so that brings referrals in. I didn't join that to to get referrals. Um, what but is that? The know. Veterans of Foreign Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so and then Power Corps, BNIs, anything that you can do just to get out there is huge because you'll find that there are people that are are we call them gatekeepers where they know people who know people and suddenly, you know, you get a fleet account 
that you never would have had any exposure to, but somebody knows the owner of this company who has a fleet of trucks. And fleets are what carried us through COVID. We actually didn't have a downturn because we called all our fleet customers and says, where are all your trucks? And they said, they're parked behind. Well, how about we pick one up and each time we get one done, we'll bring the next one from you and you don't have to do a thing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so again, yeah, it's, it's amazing when you get your face out there and, and there's been other, I'm in, I'm a, uh, the secretary of vet buds, which is just a group of businessmen that come together to help out veterans. Um, it, on and on. Yeah. I, I think that's huge. And that's one of the reasons, you know, I'm, um, good friends with Carter Barrett and Carter said, you know, I've never seen somebody come into a community and just be involved with you were everywhere. Um, but I think that's what made our business grow so quickly. It's just, you got to be out there and people have to know your name and think of you when it comes to auto service and repair. <laughs> Saturate <laughs> the market. That's it. I have to say a t- shout out to Rotary because that's where I also met you. Yeah. So it's, if you are not a Rotarian, if you ever want to join Tom or any <laughs> of the other uh, Rotarians for a meeting, there's actually a really cool app and you can just look and find a meeting near you. And um, I'm not a, a true member but I've been as a visitor a couple times and I'm pretty sure anyone can go as a visitor accompanied by a member. Definitely worthwhile. So I'm curious, Nick, talking about visibility, Nick, if you do anything in the Gwinnett area or in the Forsyth area, you definitely see Nick and he is like the best at capturing your attention during the 32nd elevator pitch that we all can memorize in our sleep. And so talking about standing out, when there are a lot of other companies that do something similar, what do you think sets you apart from your competitors, if you even call them that, other than your gregarious personality? Yeah, just just being there. Uh, there was a time where I was going to seven to ten networking events a week, uh, and there's there's basically about two thousand companies in the Atlanta metro that do some sort of printing that we overlap with in some way, and I was really shocked at how how unoften. I would run into another printing company. Every now and then there'd be another person or this group would have one or that would have one. Like, where are the other 2,000 and why do I never see them? Mm -hmm. They're just in their shop doing stuff and waiting for customers to walk in. But just getting out there, meeting people, uh, learning about their businesses. And then when you learn about their businesses, you learn how you can help them. So just meet lots. So my database is now about 18,000 people. And probably 15,000 I actually met somewhere along the way at a networking event. Good for you. Now, that's really interesting that you said that because you talked about where your um, shop is and how it's, it's in your home and the importance of necessarily even having a storefront. You know, you're out there moving and shaking and you are the face of your company and your brand. So you attract the business. And I don't know anything about the Minutemans, no offense to any Minuteman listening out there, but they might be doing the opposite, sitting there in their office waiting for the person to, to walk by needing 100 flyers. Yeah. And you're out there making yeah. it happen. Exactly. And, and a lot of your walk-in traffic tends to be residential. Um, it's the mom that needs 50 copies for something. It's wedding invitations. And that's not really our demographic. We're more B2B. Uh, and some of the opportunities we get into are, are quite large. I've got an ad agency now. We were just delivered this week 2.4 million flyers. They're just one-third sheets, and they get inserted into, like, power bills and things uh-huh. like that. Uh, but that's just a huge project that you don't get because somebody just walked by on right. the sidewalk at your shop. You're out there you're, you're, looking you're, for You're it. meeting those kind mm-hmm. of people somewhere. What kind of print needs do you have, Tom? What do you guys print other than your business cards and name tags? Um, we... 
I used to do a lot more of it. We've we've just backed away because um, we it's mostly through referrals. People tell people go to Christian Brothers. I love it. So, That's what I yeah. do. I tell people to to go and see you guys. For those of you just joining us, my guests today are Nick Bryant and also Tom Burgess, and we're enjoying a conversation about community involvement. I have a question about the future, gentlemen. So you guys have a great tenure with your companies, and Tom, you just opened another location. So I'm going to do what they used to do when you're in um, the counselor's office and you're about to go to college. Where do you see yourself in three, five, and ten years? Whoever, whoever can see that far, where do you see yourself in the next I'm three 50 years? I'm 58. <laughs> so uh, um, right now I have an amazing general manager, um, and he is a success story. And I'm not sharing anything that isn't in the paper. I nominated him for Hometown Hero, and he was on the front page. But he's a recovering addict, uh, and rec- he's recovered. Um, he went through No Longer Bound, and he's he's just killing it. He's an amazing individual. He's an amazing father, and um, so he. Our plan is I'm I'm sending him through what's called Future Franchise Leadership Academy. It's a two year program with Christian Brothers. When he graduates from that, he will be deemed worthy of having a Christian Brothers. And our plan is for him to buy the coming location in about five years. So, wow, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. And then uh, probably hold on to the Jonesbridge shop for a few years after that before I sell that. I'm nodding my head, yes, like I know where Jonesbridge is. Give me an idea. It's right off exit 10. You okay, just go a little so bit east. And still then, in Forsyth? Yep. Okay. Well, no, no, it's in uh, Alpharetta, Alpharetta, actually. Yeah, okay, yeah. so neighboring. Got yep. it. That's amazing. So not only did you create the thriving business, but now you're helping with the succession plan to leave the shop in a good place to equip that talented gentleman with uh, the education and the future of the business and continue to serve your clients in the community. Yeah. yeah it's, it, I mean, my goal as a, as the owner is, is just make everybody as success, successful as they can be in whatever that means, um, whatever their goals are. And uh, that's James's goal. So I'm definitely supporting him. He'd be amazing. Well, it will be amazing. Congratulations in advance, James. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Nick? Well, I'm a similar age of Tom. I'm 57, so three years I'm probably still still printing, and probably five years too. Ten years I could be retired by then, and <laughs> you know I've I've had the biz- business evaluated from time to time, so I kind of know what I could sell it for and and how much longer I need to keep working. So. Yeah, that's um, something that um, I should put some thought into here. Something we got we got sevens and eights. I'm, I'm 37, and um, yeah, I definitely need to put some thought into to my retirement. I'm curious as a new business owner, as you guys have supported me over the past couple of years since I launched Forsyth Business Radio X, and you're, um, you're familiar with my sister studios in neighboring counties, what were some challenges that you guys experienced maybe in the first few years of growth, and how did you overcome them to reach where you're at right now? Because I will be in year three in 2024, and I'm just trying to gauge if um, – you know, trucking up this mountain is going to level out and if there will be a downhill or if it's always an uphill climb? Well, for me, um, it's a little different because employees are always, right, that variable. So we had to sift through an awful lot of, you know, hay to find the folks that I have in there now. And I'm extremely blessed with the people that I have. Um, I have four master mechanics. Most shops may have one master. That means a mechanic who's certified on all makes and models in all parts of the vehicle. Um, I have four in there and they've all said they will retire with me. They're not going to go anywhere. 
Um, my shop foreman, same way, uh, he's down in Houston at the Christian Brothers uh, Mastering the Difference Conference, and I'm getting emails from him, and he's already said, I'm never leaving, you know. So it's for me, it was people, getting the right people on the bus, as they say, um, to make the business what I dreamed it would be um, in keeping with my values and, and goals, et cetera. And so uh, that was probably my biggest challenge, you know, is just getting the right people you know, in the, in the locations. Nick? I had a very uh, unusual beginning, too. I, I worked at another print shop for 11 years, and as a salesperson, I was running into opportunities that they weren't a good fit for, and I was tired of saying no to people. No, we don't do that. No, we don't do that. And so I was going to leave the company, and the, the owner convinced me to stay. He said, start your business, stay with us, keep repping us on the things that, that we do well, and take the other stuff wherever you want to go. You know, mm. do whatever you want to do. So for the first year and a half in business, I still had a, a desk in his building. I'm still in his building answering some customers with that email and these new customers with my email. So <laughs> it was the smoothest transition you could ever have. He printed all my materials and invented my company name, actually. Wow. By the end of the day, I had a logo, and he was he printed my pocket folders and everything. So like, wow, I'm definitely staying with you. Amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. And that leads me to my next question. I was going to ask you if there has been anybody that was helpful to you in your journey, maybe somebody that you would consider a mentor or somebody that was instrumental in your success. Um, it could be a positive or a negative influence. We all know there's a place for that, that negative Nancy as well. Tom. Um, absolutely. This was, uh, this was something I had no experience in when it comes to, you know, retail of any sort. Um, so my first service manager who had been with Christian Brothers, I'm going to guess 15, 20 years at four different locations, um, came in and, and was a godsend to me as far as mentoring me through the business. He had seen it, done it, knew what to recommend. Um, and it's been that way ever since. My first shop foreman, Randy Cadenhead, uh, again, 17 years with Christian Brothers, um, just took over the shop as the leader of the, of the technicians. He's a master L1 certified, amazing individual. Um, and it just continues. James has years in it. All three of my service writers right now are tremendously experienced. Uh, they know more about it than I do. You know, my job is to provide, I, I look at it as a sports team. I'm the owner of the team. I have to give them the right facilities, the right training, the right tools make to make them as successful as they can be. I don't pretend to be the best service writer. I, I'm, they're, they're clearly much better than I am at it, just like the owner of the Falcons doesn't pretend he's better than the head coach, <laughs> and the head coach hires specialists. And that's so um, I, I, I've been amazingly blessed with the people that have, that have come into my organization. Yeah, yeah. for me, I would say it's the, the owner of the, of the print company I worked at before. He's retired now in his 80s, but uh, – uh, even the first probably five years in business, we had a weekly conference call, uh, and he kind of mentored me in the business. And he was a Harvard Business School graduate, so he, mm -hmm. he knew his stuff. And he's a very interesting fellow. You could do several episodes just <laughs> telling stories about him. Very nice. Well, congratulations to you both, and thank you for sharing um, those those journeys with me. I would be remiss if I didn't give our listeners a way to find you guys. So, Nick, how can people connect with you? Uh, go to my website, nickprint.com. Very simple, nickprint.com, or email me, nick at nickprint.com. And that is uh, print singular, because I've been saying prints, plural, with an S. That is just nickprint. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Tom. 
Um, you can just Google Christian Brothers Automotive uh, near me, and uh, it'll pop up. We are on exit 13, the opposite direction of the collections. So um, you're going north, and you hit Bethelview. We're probably a quarter mile off the highway um, on Bethelview Road. And then my other shop is at State Bridge and Jones Bridge Road. So it's exit 10, go east two miles. Very nice. Now, um, I recommend both of their services. I hope to see you guys uh, utilizing them and all their talents. I will ask you um, for our, our last leg of our journey. I need more coffee, as you can tell. I'd love for you to leave our listeners with some words of wisdom or a parting thought. One of my favorite quotes is, a positive mental attitude won't solve all your problems, but it will annoy enough people to make it worth the effort. Oh, yes, I love it. Say it again, because I was processing it as you said it. A positive mental attitude won't solve all of your problems, but it will annoy enough people to make it worth the effort. Mm, Love it, Nick. Thank you. I think for me, it's whatever you're doing, think of what, what doesn't work for you when it comes to whatever that thing is. So... The owner of Christian Brothers said, our tagline is a nice difference. He said, everything that bothers people about getting their car fixed, we're going to be the opposite. So you don't like a, a smelly, you know, uh, waiting room. Ours looks like your living room. I was about to say that. It's very homey and comfortable. Yeah. You know, you, you, you don't want pushy people that are service writers. So that's why no Christian Brothers service writer works on commission because it's just too much of an incentive to upsell. Uh, the shop is immaculate that we talked about taking people back there. It's inconvenient. You're sitting there waiting. So we have a shuttle car to, you know, to take you back to your house and pick you up at the end of the day. Um, so that's, that was his business model was just take everything that bothers people. You know, you don't know if your car is being worked on. So there's a window so you can look out into the shop to see your car is up on the lift and somebody, didn't, you know, you don't know if it's still in the same parking spot if you're sitting at, you know, another... Um, so just look at what bothers you in, in the, the retail space or, or whatever it is, um, and then fix it, you know, be the opposite, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if that came out well, but that's be the change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What doesn't work for you? And then, okay, what can I do? You know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to jump into this, this space, what can I do to solve those problems for people? I like it. Well, you heard it here from Nick and Tom on Forsyth Business Radio. I've enjoyed our time together, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Um, for those of you listening out there, I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo. And that's tricky, so I'll spell it for you. Amanda, P-E-A-R-C-H-M-A-R-M-O-L-E-J-O. And as you know, you can listen to these episodes 24-7 online at businessradiox.com, or you can subscribe wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. For our guests today, Tom and Nick, I am Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and this is Forsyth Business Radio.